good morning, good morning. morning. Praise God. Isn't it a wonderful day in the Lord? Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. For his mercies endure forever. Hallelujah. I love it. Praise God. I hope you all had a wonderful week. We did. We're finally settled. I got pictures up on the wall, so I'm home. (laughs) You know, if you're a woman, you understand what I'm saying. When you put things up, it kind of makes it permanent, and you think, okay, I'm settled. This is my house. This is my house. That's just the way I am, or way I'm wired. Uh, I guess today, uh, second Sunday offering is missions offering, so remember that this morning. Also, we're going to have fellowship after church. I'm telling you, people are the eatinest people. <laughs> but we wouldn't be anywhere unless we were eating people, let me tell you, because <laughs> we like to eat with you. And it's great to have fellowship. It's great. A lot of people don't have family. And this is a place they can come and have family, church family, where you can come and uh, talk to and share. And uh, there's nothing that you would say to me or to Pastor that would not be important, that we care about what you say and what your needs are. And if you just got something to share about your week, we want to hear it. Amen? So it's important. I mean, that's what Jesus would do, wouldn't it? We used to wear bracelets. What would Jesus do? It's it's got the, the initials on it. So that's very important that we should remember how would Jesus do it. Uh, also, don't forget we got church Wednesday night. We have prayer at 6:30, and Miss April does a wonderful job in that. She also does a good job on these. Everybody get one of these and put them in your Bible, okay? And keep track. She also put out a nice calendar for the month of January. So get one of those, hang it on your refrigerator, and so you can keep track of everything that's going. I know many of you already know that, but thank you for the calendar, April, (laughs) so I can put it on my refrigerator. Amen. And also, church starts um, at 7. We have youth that night, uh, and then we have church here uh, with uh, Sunday morning with Miss Beverly for Sunday school and church here at 1030. And then on the 21st is going to be the men's ministry meeting, so don't forget that, men. So um, it's, a, it's just a great time. The month of January seems hardest for me because it's such a long month. And it, but it's good to break it up when we can have fellowships and do things together. Also, last night we had a wonderful ladies' meeting. Uh, Miss Vicky uh, took care of the service, the devotion, and uh, Tammy helped with getting us uh, started on. We're doing blessing bags. Uh, this was first for me, but probably not for you. We're going to do 50 men and 50 women, and we're going to have uh, the drop-off in Sunday school classroom uh, by January 22nd. And she also has a sign-up sheet, so you, it'll be back there on the podium. So uh, feel free to write down things that you would like to uh, Donate, and if all you can donate is one thing, then that's one thing, okay? That's the way you start out, you know, and then the Lord will bless you the next time, maybe with two or three things, okay? Don't feel like you've got to go out and buy $10 worth, or if you can't afford that, or $5 worth. No, you just buy what you can afford, and that will be a blessing unto God. The woman who had the mite, that was all she had. And Lord blesses what, if that's all you have, then the Lord blesses you for that. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. My scripture for today, it's, a, it's an oldie but a goodie, and most of you know it, and it's Psalms 23. And uh, I love the first verse. It said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I read that many, many, many times over my life as a Christian, and I just read right over it. But it said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I have no want. 
I had no needs because he is my shepherd. Amen. And he maketh me to lie down in green pastures and he leadeth me beside the still waters. I have had to find myself doing that when I get anxious or excited or I've had to deal with anxiety or different things in my life, especially in ministry. But I've learned to overcome them and the peace of God has brought me to where uh, he leadeth me beside the still waters. But you have to put your mind in Christ. You can't put your mind in the world and other things that swirl around us. You've got to remember who leads you. And he restoreth my soul, and he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. And, of course, this is one of my favorites here. Surely... Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord. And I want you to know, when the devil wants you to turn around and look at your past, you know, the Bible says to to not look back. Look what happened to Lot's wife. She looked back, didn't she? You're not to do that. You're supposed to take a hold of the plow and not look back. Amen? Amen. But if you do, you look back and say, hello, goodness and mercy. Are you following me today? Praise God. That's the way you do it, people. You put, you put the enemy on the run. <laughs> and, 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 you know, he attacks all the time. He attacks me and pastor, you know, all the time. If he can get us to argue over some of the silliest little things, like putting up a picture. <laughs> we, we prayed, didn't we, before that we would, we would not get anxious and upset. And, and we did good. <laughs> We did our, we, we handled it <laughs> by God's grace. Amen. Praise God. Let's stand. Amen. Praise the Lord. Always remember, God's goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life until the very end. I, it's just like you'll be, if when you pass on, you'll just be flowing right in from one room to another. You're just going from one level to another level. You'll not miss a beat. You'll just close your eyes and open up, and there you are in heaven. Praise God. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. Amen? Amen. And if you know Jesus, you'll rest in peace. Amen? You're, you should always have sweet sleep. It says that in Proverbs. Sweet sleep. Sweet sleep. And another scripture just comes to you. I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. When the enemy says, you're going to die, you're too old, you can't do a lick, uh-uh. I shall live and not die. Declares the Lord. Amen. I will live and not die. Amen. Raise your hands towards heaven. It's a sign of surrender. And we're going to surrender to our will under the Father. Father God, we thank you and praise you. We come into your courts and into your gates with thanksgiving and praise. We thank you, Father, for your word that will deliver us today and the rest of the week and the rest of the year from all problems that Satan will try to attack us with. We thank you, Father, for each and every family here. We thank you for Psalm 91.
supposed to take up the offering? Okay. Then we'll sing right now. Let's worship the Lord. Amen. Let's worship the Lord. We'll, we'll get it done. We'll get it down here.
joy. Amen.
the the issues in the world and even in our own families can seem so overwhelming sometimes. And we don't feel like, we don't know the answer. We don't know what the right thing to do is sometimes. And I was thinking about the disciples when he, they were with Jesus and they had all the people and they needed to be fed and the disciples tried to send them away to find another solution to their problem because they didn't know what to do. And Jesus is like, you feed them. I'm right here. You feed them. And you know, our resources may be limited. Our knowledge may be limited in a certain situation. And and our reach may be limited in what we may want to accomplish. But when we have Jesus, He makes the difference. He makes the difference. And instead of trying to sometimes fix the problems or lecture people or whatever it may be, point them to Jesus. He is the answer. He is the answer. And when we, and you know, it seems so simple to say, well, shout Jesus. Well, you know, me going outside and just shouting the name Jesus may not be anything, but when you put some prayer behind it, (laughs) and you're in faith believing, you say, Jesus, I don't know how to fix this issue in my family. I don't know what to do in this situation. I may not know know what to do for my neighbor or for whoever it may be or this person, stranger you meet in the store, but Jesus does. Jesus does. And we need to rely upon him and speak the name of Jesus. Over fear, over anxiety, over illness, speak the name of Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains.
ushers to come. We're going to take up our offering this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. What a blessing it is to be able to give into the kingdom of God today. How many givers do we have in the house this morning? Praise God. Thank you for your giving. You're sometimes sacrificial giving, but God just honors your heart. I heard a guy say one time, the basic reason that we give is because we love God. And God has blessed us so much that we want to give back. So we thank him for that. Father, we thank you right now for the opportunity to give. Thank you for sowing into the kingdom of God all the givers that are here, Father, those that are working, those who have uh, fixed incomes. We just thank you, Father, that you have blessed them in so many ways. And we just thank you, Father, that the kingdom is about to explode with the power and the goodness of God on our land right here in the United States of America. So we thank you, Father. This church is good ground. And we thank you, Father. The seed will come up and there will be a harvest. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Go ahead, Lisa. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. God is so good. Y'all enjoy your praise team this morning. Let's give them a hand today. I tell you, they, uh, they don't just get up here and sing. It takes practice. And if you don't practice, you know you're not as good as you do if you do practice. So practice. My coach used to tell me that all the time. How do you think you're going to get any better if you don't practice? And if you're at practice, if you're not going to give everything you got, then why are you here at practice? <laughs> I, can, I can hear him telling me that. So we're so thankful for our praise team. Thankful for Lisa and the girls and gentlemen that help with our praise and worship today. Uh, we also, we want everybody to remember Tommy. Uh, he was briefly in the hospital this weekend. Uh, we also want want everyone to remember uh, Glenda and Mr. Carr and who else am I missing? Carol. Carol. We want to remember her in prayer. Uh, and if I'm missing anyone, please forgive me. Who? Tammy. Tammy. Remember Tammy. So uh, continue to lift these people up in prayer. Amen. Praise God. I want my brother, uh, I keep, what does everybody call you here? PJ. 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 Come up here, PJ. We want to, everyone to just, we're going to pray for him this morning. And he's leaving. When are you leaving, PJ? Friday, next Friday. Next Friday. He's leaving. So we want to pray a prayer of protection over him. And uh, he's uh, accepted a, a scholarship at uh, 
Oklahoma, you, OU, the Sooners, correct? I wouldn't want to say the other one. (laughs) The Sooners, he's getting ready to go to Oklahoma. What an exciting thing for a young man like this. But do you know the greatest thing he's carrying with him? Jesus. He's got Jesus in here. And when we don't see him here, we want to remember where he is. God has blessed him with an athletic talent, but God has also instilled in him the goodness of God. And you can take those both and give God all the glory. So we just want everyone to pray for him. Uh, PJ, PJ, is that right? While he's gone. So you're going to have your home church praying for you. And I think I told him before, if he ever needs anything, let his family know. We don't want him to go without. We want him to be able to accomplish all that God has called him to do and be a shining light of Jesus all the way there. So you you guys just stretch your hands up here towards PJ. We're going to pray for him. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I just lay my hands on PJ. First of all, thank you, Father, that you called him from darkness into light. You put in him as a young boy the goodness of God, and he is not going to walk away from that. Many challenges ahead are there waiting on him. But I believe he's going to stand up for the challenge. Be not only a representative for Jesus, but be a representative from his church, his hometown, his school. And we thank you that this college will be so glad that they allowed this young man to come and be a part of their program. So, Father, we ask you to watch over him. Protection. Keep him safe from injury. Keep him smart in the head and wise in the spirit. So we thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, PJ. <laughs> Praise God. And I feel like I need to do something else. You'll probably see me do a lot of things like this. It's off the cuff. So uh, uh, somebody get me an offering plate and bring it here. And I know I didn't prepare you for this. But it's okay. How many of you know it's okay to take up two offerings in one morning? I do. Well, how many of you know, and of course he don't know about this, how many of you know we do not want him to go down there? He needs to have a little jingling money in his pocket. Come on now. So I want you to dig in your pocket. You ain't got long to pray to ask God how much to give, but whatever you can give. (laughs) And I know you didn't come prepared, but I want, let's bless him today. Let's bless him, and I'm certainly not going to ask you to do something that I won't do myself. So uh, that'd be terrible. Hey, you guys need to do it. Well, the pastor ain't even doing that. Yes, I am, too, because I know how it is. I want to bless him, and we, we want to bless him. Amen? Now, he, he didn't ask for this. He didn't know nothing about it. So uh, we're going to wait and give you time to write those big checks. Many zeros. Uh, yeah, many zeros. PJ will take all of them, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, young man, when you're away from this church, don't you do without anything. Just give us a call. You let us know, and we will, we will come to your aid, spiritually as well as naturally. All right. Everybody ready? Yeah. Praise God. Joe, won't you take up the offering? Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Don't that make you feel good to be able to do that? Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, I, I might I might even root for OU more now. 
<laughs> because I happen to know one of the players and I know who he's representing. It, it, PJ, it must be exciting to be offered a scholarship like that. And just, my goodness. And uh, God has done all of that. It's just wonderful to be able to, to excel that much and be able to do that. And his brother is entering the NFL draft. Uh, and the draft is going to be held here in Kansas City, I hear, this year. Is it in April, the draft? I'm yes. not sure. Yes. It's in April. And I believe he's, uh, was, he was, his brother was invited to play in the Senior Bowl. Is that correct? So he'll be playing in the Senior Bowl. Give that to the lady that keeps all the money. Uh, Faye back there. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, she'll, uh, she'll take care of that. And uh, PJ, we want to be a blessing to you today. So God bless you. Amen. Praise God. Well, if you have your Bibles this morning, let's go ahead and open, if you would. We're going to do just a little bit of review from last week because I love the theme that we were looking at. We talked about our prayer focus, and we've been talking about our prayer focus uh, that COGOP has assigned to all of us the first 21 days of January. So please be aware of that. There has not been a day go by that uh, I haven't prayed for our organization, for all the people in our organization, our international leaders, as well as our heartland leader, uh, Bishop Smith. Hold all these people up in prayer. And, and you know, it's, it's kind of hard not to pray for them. And then I usually include... And God bless all these other churches in the world that's preaching the gospel because we are not the only church that's telling people about Jesus Christ. And our focus, if you'll remember, for this year, 2023, is to focus on the future. Focus on the future. The Apostle Paul said in Philippians 3, verse 13 and 14, he said, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. In other words, he hadn't come to a position in his life where he had gotten everything. We're talking about the Apostle Paul. He said, Brother, I count not myself to have apprehended or laid hold on, but there's one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. You know, it's hard for you to reach forth when all you're doing is looking back. You'll stumble, you'll fall, you'll get misdirected when you're, you know, you're, 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 you're looking and you're, you know. Paul saw that. The Apostle Paul. And what did he say? He, he said... Forgetting those things which are behind me, reaching forth unto those things which are before. He said this. He said what? He said, I press. I, I, I make an effort to press toward what's in front of me. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ. His main goal was to press toward this man called Jesus Christ. And all that he had went through. Remember this? He was the same man that persecuted the church. He was the same man that played a part in the stoning of Stephen. He was the same man that went through beating, shipwreck, and imprisonment. He was rebellious to the church leaders. And he also went through people in the church being rebellious and not wanting to do what he asked them to do. Every one of us in here this morning, we all deal with our flesh. Every one of us, we all deal with our flesh. Flesh pulls us towards sin 
and away from the prize of Jesus Christ that Paul was talking about. Paul said he pressed toward the prize. Sin will pull you away from the prize, which is Christ Jesus. He refused to look back. This is the way we need to be. Not that we can't look back. and, and I mean, I can look back at, at wonderful things that, that happened. But I don't stay back there. We have a job to do. And we can look forward to get the job done. He refused to look back. But chose. He chose. Your choice is going to be to focus on the future. And how are we going to do that? It's what we're talking about today. We're going to pray. It's prayer. It's prayer that's going to get you from step one to step two. Can you say amen? Amen. A gentleman by the name of E.M. Bounds wrote a book that I read very often, and it's about prayer. But one of the best quotes he had in that book was he said this, The more I pray, the more I pray. Yeah, it does. Because the more you do something you enjoy, the more you want to do it. Now, asking people to pray is not one of these subjects where people jump up and down and say, Oh, boy, we get to pray. (laughs) No. Sometimes, even myself, I have to fight through things to get alone and pray. Can we really get our prayers answered? The answer is absolutely. I said absolutely. Look here in 1 John chapter 3 verse 19 through verse 22. 1 John, hallelujah. 1 John chapter 3 beginning in verse 19. And it says this. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, then have we confidence towards God. Isn't it one of the greatest things that we need to have today that we need to have confidence In the God that we pray to. I have confidence in him. I have great confidence in my wife. I have some great confidence in some really close friends of mine. But I didn't get that confidence overnight. I didn't get my confidence that I have in God uh, after two or three weeks. It's been years that God has been building my confidence in him through his word. Can you say amen? And verse 22 says, and whatsoever, I like those big words, whatsoever. Well, to me, they're big words. <laughs> whatsoever, you know, it's got about, I forget how many letters, but, but I like the connotation of it or it, the meaning of it as compared to what we just previously read. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Why? Because we keep his commandments. Because we keep his what? His word. That's why. That's your answer. And whatsoever we ask, we receive. Why? Because we are keeping his word true to our hearts. And do those things that are pleasing 
in his sight. Now, I don't always do things that please God. I'm sure I've disappointed him a lot of times, but I am glad to know that when I do things that please him, God is always there. God is always there to help us. Can you say amen? Amen. Prayer is simply communication. In other words, you need to begin to talk to God. You need to talk to God like I'm talking to you right now. Now, you're not going to get the same uh, answers or the same results as you would talk to me as you would talk to God. (laughs) Now, I can encourage you, and I can come into agreement with you, and I can pray with you, and I can pray for you, but there's a God in heaven who does all those things and makes all those things possible. Can you say amen? Did you know the number one reason that we have such a high rate of divorce today is communication. The husband won't communicate with the wife. The wife won't communicate with the husband. She gets mad because she don't get her way. He gets mad because he don't get his way because he was a mama's boy. Well, I don't everybody shout at once. You know what I'm talking about? Communication. Communication. Barb and I didn't laugh. I say last. It's like we went through a big struggle. We, we didn't accomplish 50 years in marriage by always agreeing with one another. We had to communicate. There are things that I want to communicate with her that she doesn't always agree with. But I'm the man of the house. I'm the macho one. You ought to do what I tell you. I'm a man. You're the woman. You're second class. Wrong. All you ladies should have jumped in there and shouted, Amen. (laughs) Let me tell you what. Let me tell you what, husbands, boyfriends, fiancés. If your husband isn't treating you like Jesus treats the church, shame on him. You need help. You ought to treat your wife as good or better. As Jesus treated the church. She is not, I don't know why I'm getting off on marriage here, but she is not a second class citizen. She is not your mop mate. She is not your cleaning woman. She is not your underwear washer or t-shirt washer or dirty pants, jeans, whatever. She is not your slave. She is your helpmate. Now, God had to communicate those things to me through our marriage, throughout our marriage. But I will have to confess this one thing. I still don't know how to run a washing machine. But I am not above her showing me how to run that thing. I know I've said before, honey, why don't you show me how to wash clothes? She said, no, no. I'm not going to do it. I, I believe that's one of my things that I love to do for you. All Barb has ever wanted in her life was to be a wife and a mother. And she said, after all of that, it's just been wonderful. You've taken care of me. You've blessed me. And, and I'm not, I mean, I've tried to do that. But I had to communicate with her. She's had to communicate with me. Honey, you know, how about this way? You know, you shouldn't get all puffed up just because things don't go your way. Men, women, 
We need to work together. Can you say amen? Well, look at your, look at your husband, if he's yours, beside you, and, 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 and tell him you love him. <laughs> and tell, it sounds like we're having a marriage seminar this morning. We're talking about prayer, but we are talking about communication. Communication takes time to talk to one another. Can you say amen? But one of these days I will be teaching on marriage uh, along with some other things. Amen. Marriage, divorce, remarriage, that's a good subject. We need to be talking about things like that. Amen. The answer is absolutely that we need to pray. Amen. Prayer is simply talking to God, communication. Prayer, listen to this, prayer is the most underrated, yeah, Prayer is the most underrated prayer source in the local church because it carries more weight than fellowship dinners. It carries more weight than ladies' ministries, than men's ministries. What are we talking about? We're talking about prayer. Like I said, everybody didn't get all excited when you start talking about prayer. Well, prayer is the power source of the church. A church that prays, you'll notice the power. And a church that doesn't pray, you'll notice a lack of anointing. You'll notice a lack of power. You'll notice a lack of the love of God. Prayer, prayer, communicating with God, amen, brings that into fruition. A friend of mine, Mark Hankins, said, you can never take a vacation from your prayer life. I mean, when I go on vacation, I don't leave my Bible at home. I don't leave Barb at home. You know, people are, some, some people are taking separate vacations. What do I want to take a separate vacation from her for? I love her, man. I love every minute that we spend together. Every minute. I don't want her, I don't want her to go nowhere without me. Amen. <laughs> she don't. <laughs> Amen. But it, 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 it's, it's, it's praying. It's praying, getting excited, anything. Amen. He, he, he said, I love the way he said that. He said, folks, you can't take a vacation from prayer like you take a vacation from your uh, job or things like that. You need to take prayer with you on vacation. Amen. Usually when Barbara and I do go on vacation, if they're having church somewhere, wherever I'm at, we go to church just to visit a different church, just to kind of be with somebody different and see how they do things. Did you know there's good people everywhere? I'm sure there's good people in Canada. A few. You know, I'm sure, Barbara and I love to visit Florida. I'm sure there's good people in Florida. Got to be with all that sunshine down there, all that warm weather. That just makes you feel good. Some of you are dreaming right now. Be quiet, Pastor. I'd like to be there right now. Oh, glory to God. It's a prayer life. You cannot take a vacation from what God is expecting from you. Did you know God is expecting you to pray? Let me put it this way. Did you know God is expecting you to talk to him? I talk to him every day. I talk to him every day. It's either through the word or by mouth. I talk to him. Can you say amen? Listen to this. Anything. Everybody say anything. Anything God has already provided in his word, the answer will always be yes. Okay, I didn't convince many of you. Let me say it again. 
listen, <laughs> anything that God, everybody say God, God, has already provided for you, the answer to you when you go to him will always be what? Yes. yes. Why? I didn't say that. He did. Because hasn't he provided salvation for us? Did we go? Did we ask for it? Did he give it to us? Yes. Why? Because he provided salvation. Did he provide healing for us? Yes, he did. Did we ask? Yes, we did. Did we get it? Yes. He is a, what? A provider. He has provided his word to bless you. He has provided his word that we can find out what it is to love each other. You know, I was reading today and the Lord kind of spoke up in my heart and he said, forgiveness is going to kill people. Unforgiveness is going to kill people. I mean, I mean, what is it worth? People in churches all over the world still harboring unforgiveness in their heart because of things that happened years ago. Folks, I want to tell you, as your pastor, let it go. <laughs> like the song. Like, let it go. I know you're all thinking of that song now. Let it go, let it go. <laughs> come on, come on back here now. Amen. But you looked at me like you were kind of puzzled when I said that. But let me say it to you again. Anything, anything in here, in here, not me, not me saying it. But anything in God's word that he has already provided for you, when you go to him in prayer, his answer will always be yes. Glory to God, I love that. What do I need to do then, Pastor? When you go to him, then you need to get what he says in his word about your situation. Say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, you said. And if I believe what you said, you said whatsoever I ask in faith believing would be mine. Is that what he said? Absolutely, that's what he said. He certainly did. Glory to God. Amen. Don't worry about these scriptures here. These are the ones I'm going to go over real quick here. But Luke 18, 1 says, men ought to always pray. Not only men, but women. We ought to always pray throughout the day. I mean, Barbara and I go throughout the day. You know, all of a sudden I'll hear her say, praise the Lord. Or we'll be going down the road and I'll say, thank you, Jesus. I mean, we're, we're just praising God, thanking God as, as, as we go during the day. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 says, pray without ceasing. Don't quit praying. I mean, you can pray all day. I'm not, I'm not saying you've got to be super holy and quote scriptures all day. But I, you can go around your day with an attitude of prayer all day. Every day. 1 Timothy 2.8 said that men should pray everywhere. Luke 6.12, Jesus prayed all night. I remember some of the times when I was just a young Christian, they would have prayer meetings, and we would meet at, at church at 8 o'clock. We'd pray till midnight. I said we'd pray till midnight. And now sometimes if we go past 5 or 10 minutes, sometimes we act like we ain't got nothing else to pray about. I mean, we pray four hours, pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in tongues, pray in English. God, the power of God would fall down. People was beginning to pray, crying out to God. Hallelujah. Oh, I tell you, he can do it. Acts 6, 4 says the disciples gave themselves. I love that part. The disciples gave themselves what? Continually, continually to prayer and the word of God. What do you think, what kind of people we could be if we continually, 
continually sought the word and we prayed. Amen. And I know some of you work and you have jobs, but, but I'm talking about you can do that in, in your spirit, in your mind. While you're on the job, you can do all those things. But I love what they said. The disciples. These are the guys that were training under Jesus. The disciples gave themselves. You know, it's like in a marriage until a man or a woman give themselves to each other. The marriage has never been consummated. And it should be a free thing. They, you know, when Barbara and I got married, we, 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 we said our vows. We believed those. And, and we gave ourselves physically and spiritually, wholly to each other. That's a holy thing. But these disciples said this here in Acts 6, 4. The disciples gave themselves willingly. No one forced them. They gave themselves continually to prayer and the the word of God. James 5, 16 says, The effectual and fervent prayer of what? A righteous man availeth much. Did you know when you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you became the righteousness of Jesus Christ? Not unto yourself, not in yourself, but you were made righteous because of what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. And you'll never be any more righteous than you are this morning because of what he did on the cross of Calvary. Isn't that good to know? Hallelujah. Someone said prayer is free. No, it isn't. It's going to cost you time. And the way everybody looks at time, time is precious. I said time is precious to a lot of us. We can't pray in faith and be in fear, doubt, worry, or unbelief. Can we really get answers to our prayers? Absolutely. Look here at 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and verse 15. Verse 14 said, and this is the confidence. Boy, I tell you, when you go to prayer, when you come to church, you need to have confidence that what you're going to hear, what we're going to do is going to help you be more confident in the person that you are today than you ever was. I love that word, confidence. Amen. This is the confidence that we have in him. Oh, I love that. See, you're co- I can have confidence in Barb. She can have confidence in me. I can have confidence in you. You can have confidence in me. But somewhere down the line, that confidence is going to waver. I guarantee it is. But we're talking about somebody else. Your confidence in Jesus Christ, he will never waver. Never. Never. This is the confidence that Arnold Dameron has in him. Not in my wife, not in my husband, not in this church, not in a denomination, not in my government. My confidence is in this man called Jesus Christ. This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, what is his will? His will is his word. He says he heareth us. Why? Because we're asking him and we're bringing the word to him. Jesus cannot deny the word when you bring the word to him and you say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, you said. And he'll look right at you and he'll say, that's absolutely what I said, if it's the scripture. I said, if it's the scripture. And verse 15 says, if we know 
How do we know that he hears us? Because when you go to him, you're taking him the word. How many of you know God is very familiar with his word? He knows what you're bringing him. He knows if you're bringing him, uh, you're just complaining or you're just uh, mad or you're just whatever. But when he bring, when you bring the word to him, oh, you got him. <laughs> you got him. Amen. And if we know that he hears us, there's this big word again, whatsoever. Whatsoever, that's anything. Whatsoever we ask, we know. How do we know? Because we're taking him his word. And how do you know? Because you've got his word. Folks, I tell you, it's all about his word. If it ain't about Jesus, we ought to just shut the church up right now, quit, go home and start bar hopping again. I said if. Amen? Come on. Be with me. You know, blink your eye, nod your head, wave your hand or something. You know. And if we know (laughs) that he hears us, how do I know he hears us? Because I'm praying the word. I'm speaking the word. Amen? And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know. Because when we go to him with the word, we know he's going to hear us because it's his word. He recognizes his word coming from your lips. Hallelujah. Amen. We know that we have the what? The petitions that we desired of him. When we go to God and ask him for things, amen, we need to know why we're going. We need to know the reason that we're going. And when we go, we need to have scriptural evidence. God, you said. You know what? There's one thing you can never do, and that's put God on the spot. <laughs> He's already been there. He's already been. He's already felt the hurt you feel. He's already felt the, the displeasure you felt. He's already felt the depression that you felt. He's already been there. Matthew seventeen twenty says, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, now, I've done that in the past, but you know, if I were to hold up a grain of mustard seed between my thumb and finger, you couldn't even see it. But that's what he's talking about. If you'll have that much, amen, if you'll open up your heart that much and begin to believe his word, amen. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, that, that's why situations are happening in our lives. Yeah, but pastor, I stepped out in faith. Well, did you believe what you were saying when you prayed? And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall what? Say. Too many people. We need to to do more talking than we need to do hearing. Come on now. We need to say what the word says. Say it out loud that, that, that your family can hear. Say it out loud that the devil can hear. I don't care what he, I hope he hears me this, this morning. I hope he hears me. Hey, devil, can you hear me? I'm talking about Jesus and I know you know who he is. Glory to God. <laughs> Amen. If you have faith to grain of mustard seed, you, you shall say. You all need to start talking to your mountain. 
You, everybody in here, you need to start talking to your mountain. Whatever it is you're having a problem with, you start using that tongue that God gave you and start speaking the word of God over your situation. And you watch God change your situation if you'll be confident enough to believe that what God said is true. Glory to God. He said, remove that fence to yonder place and it shall be removed. And nothing, everybody say nothing. That's two words. No thing, nothing shall be impossible to you. Amen. Look at the person next to you and say, he's talking about you now. <laughs> Matthew twenty-one twenty-two. These are all familiar scriptures. Matthew twenty one twenty two says, and all things. Everybody say all things. Is that what he said? He said, he said see, I'm not, I'm not saying this. I'm telling you what Jesus said. How many believe we can trust him? Amen. 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 Glory to God. Mark nine twenty three. Jesus said. Jesus said that to those disciples. He said that to those who are listening. Now, myself, I'm an under-shepherd to the chief shepherd who is Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to tell you this morning what my shepherd told me to tell you. If thou canst believe, all things are possible. If you can believe, amen, are you breathing this morning? Are you here this morning? Then you can believe. Amen. Did you, did you remember to get up out of bed this morning and dress and clean up yourself and spray clean stuff everywhere and put perfume on your face and makeup on your nose and rouge on your cheeks and hairspray in your hair? You remember doing all that. So you, if you can do that, then you can listen to God. I said you can listen to God. Look here at Mark 11, verse 22 and verse 23. Hallelujah. Talking about prayer. I said, we're talking about prayer. We're talking about talking to God. See, when you read these words, amen, you're talking to God. And when you're familiar enough with these words, you can start quoting these words without even reading them. But look here what Mark eleven twenty two says. And Jesus answering saith unto them, what did he say? Have faith in God. Another translation says, have the faith of God. There is no other kind. It's his faith. It's the God kind of faith. Verse 23. Now, this is what he said. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. Listen to this. It's not me. He says, for verily, this is Jesus. Jesus said, for verily I say unto you that whosoever, there's that big bird again. He's bringing us all in. He wants the whole world in. Amen. He wants the whole uh, nations of the world in. I remember p- preaching in uh, East Africa in the country of Sierra Leone. And I began to read, I began to read this word right here. And, and I got to the word whosoever. This is, this is in East Africa, Sierra Leone on the Gold Coast. And, and I began to say, for verily I say unto you that whosoever, right in the middle of that crowd, some little guy jumped up and he said, do, do, uh, in broken English, he said, is that me? I said, yes. I mean, I'm from the United States. I'm in South Africa in Sierra Leone, capital is Freetown. We went there, and I'm preaching this same thing over there as I do right here. It's for whosoever. No matter where you are, what color you are, how big, how little, pretty, ugly, it don't matter. The same word is rich 
unto all those that what? Find it. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall what? Say. Say. Y'all need to start saying things about uh, how you want God to bless you and what you need. Shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he what? Saith. I mean, why pray if you're not going to believe what you're saying? Sometimes people just say it because they heard somebody else say it. But, but I heard an old Pentecostal sister uh, uh, say one time, it's no real. It's not real until you get it way down in here. <laughs> way. You got to get it, Brother Joe, down in here. You got to get it down in where your knower knows. And, and the devil knows that when, when he tries to come at you, that knower jumps up on the scene. And you begin to say, no, devil, not this time. I got my knower turned on. Sometimes you just got to tune in to the power of the Holy Ghost and let God get a hold of you and begin to say those things that God says you are. Woo! Sometimes you just got to dance a little bit. David did, so I guess if David did, I can. Woo! Glory to God. Let me go on here. I love, I tell you, the word gets me excited. Uh, he shall have whatsoever he saith. 24. Or did I give you 24? I don't think I gave you 24. No, just two, 22 and 23. But look at this. He says, Verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say, Unto this mountain be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. The word say is mentioned twice, and the word saith is mentioned it makes three times that he's telling us we need to talk more about what we know. Hallelujah. Hebrews eleven six. Look at this. And we all know this, but without faith it's what? Impossible. What what is faith? An undeniable belief. You believe. I said you believe. Faith is impossible, please God, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is what? A rewarder. What is the reward of your prayer? Having it answered. Having it answered. Oh, glory to God. Uh, James 1, 5 through 8. Said, if you lack wisdom, I'll have to raise my hand. There's a lot of things I want to know yet that I don't know. Hallelujah. If any of you lack wisdom, let him what? Ask. Folks, don't be afraid to ask God. He's used to you by now. He's not going to say, oh, it's you again. He's going to look at you and say, hey, where you been? I want to hear from you. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. You need to ask the right person. Too many Christians are asking people in the world for answers that they're not going to get that they need spiritually. Hallelujah. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men. What? Liberally. Liberally means he just wants to bless you. He just wants to bless you with his word and his goodness. And upbraideth not, and it shall be what? Given unto him. Verse seven, 6. But let him what? See, it always goes right back to this. But let him ask in faith. Amen. Nothing wavering. You know what wavering is, you know. Sometimes people come to church, they're happy one Sunday. They come next Sunday, they're mad. 
Come next Sunday, they're half happy, and then they come another again, and then they're back happy again. Come on now. I've been there. I've been that way. I mean, I've come into, I've, Barbara and I've stepped in the sanctuary from the car. And we've just had heavy debates. Y'all know what debates are? But when we walk in the, in the door, oh, praise the Lord, everybody. I love Jesus. I love my wife. She loves me. Oh, hallelujah. Sometimes it can be trying. Come on. God's a real God. You're real people. I'm a real pastor. I have to put up with stuff just like you do. Glory to God. I do. <laughs> Amen. Let's go. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering for he that wavereth. This may be you. If this is you, leave that guy. Or, well, yeah, yeah, only a guy would act that way. <laughs> Ladies, you missed it again. You should have said amen. For he that wavereth is what? Like a wave of the sea driven with the wind. Y'all been to the beach? How many of you like to go to the beach? I raised two hands. <laughs> I could, I could, this is carnal, I know. <laughs> and I'm thinking about what Beverly was talking about today. We get so caught up in things. And we can, we, we can, we really can, but you just got to be careful. Don't let things get caught up in you. Amen? I mean, I, I, Barbara and I, I, we like to go and, and, and rent a place right on the coast, I mean, right there. And you know what I do? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I just sit there and listen. Waves coming in, waves going out. And I don't know about you, and you may say, well, you ain't got much of a life. But, but it's what I do during that time. Man, God takes me so many places when I'm meditating on the Lord. and, and hear, See, God, I'm sure you have a place that you like to go where you can pray and be alone and be set apart. It could be in the mountains. It, it could be uh, hiking. You know, it could be driving, anything like that. But God is going to be there with you. Can you say amen? But don't be like those waves. And you know one thing about it? God knows it. He knows when we're up. He knows when we're down. You know, and the person that knows that more than anything is your husband or your wife. They know how real you are. <laughs> gets quiet. Barb knows how real I am. And I know how real she is. She knows whether I'm the big pretender or the real thing. Amen. And even God knows that. He knows us better than our husbands or our wives. We have much to gain. We have much, much, much to gain. Can you say amen? Listen to this. I'm getting ready Oh, give me verse 8, 7. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. If you're, I'll just use it this way. If you're just wishy-washy, you know, just you don't care whether it's good, whether it's bad. You know, I believe God is a God of excellence. And if we don't do what he does, I believe in the spirit of excellence, we're doing God wrong. Because wait till you get to heaven. You're going to see the best that you've ever seen. We're going to walk on gold. 
come on. <laughs> Let not that man think he shall have anything of the Lord. That man, that woman is always like this, in and out. I don't know whether I believe God or not. Well, I don't know whether I believe in healing or not. Well, I don't know whether Jesus can keep me or not. God said, don't be that way. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. Verse 8. A double-minded man. Be careful of these people. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. It's just like a guy told me one time, never trust a man that wears a belt and suspenders. Oh, oh, <laughs> and I'm metaphorically speaking here, <laughs> I was doing good till I said that, you know, I really had your attention, you know, <laughs> look, a double-minded man is what? He's unstable. I'll go ahead and say it anyway. He don't know whether to wear suspenders or a belt. So I just, I'll wear them both. A double-minded man don't know where he's at. Sometimes he knows, sometimes he don't. But when you really know, when you really know Christ as your Savior, you're very stable. And church, I want you to know this church has been taught right. I, I can tell that you've been taught right. You've been led right. And what Barb and I want to do, we just want to add to that and make you strong. Because the adversary, the devil, hates you. And I'm going to do as much as I can to put the word in you. Because it's the word in you that's going to make you strong. Make you an able warrior in the mighty name of Jesus. Let's stand. Lisa, could you? Praise God. Praise God. Now, if the only thing you remember today <laughs> is about the suspenders and the belt, you missed the whole point. <laughs> the whole point is to pray and believe what you pray. Amen. You may be here this morning and you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior. Myself, my wife, and this church wants to give you an opportunity to come right now and ask, accept Jesus as your personal Savior. Is there anyone? Anyone? Anyone that hasn't made that commitment to Jesus and you need to? All right. Maybe you're here this morning and you're, you're, uh, you need to, you, you're believing God for something. If you want to pray, come on up front. I, I understand Sabrina is looking for a place to live. So uh, we're, we're going to pray with her. How do you know God wants her to have a place to live? Sure he does, just like he wants you to have a place to live. Now, anybody else have any other needs? Just face me, honey. Just turn and face me. Anybody else have any other needs? Anything. Remember, we've been talking about that. We've been talking about anything whatsoever. You're a believer. You're entitled to whatever. Remember that. I'm going to be starting a series pretty soon about the authority of the believer. If a believer don't know who he or she is, the devil is going to run roughshod over them their whole life. You need to know who you are. Just like you husbands, you need to know who you are in the family. And it's not to be a dominant dictator. And it's like you wives, you need to know who you are there. You need to be his helpmate. And men, let me tell you this. 
You know if you treat your wife the way she ought to be treated, she ain't going to greet you with nothing but smiles all the time. If you treat her right, if you treat her like she ought to be treated, amen, and if you're not, then just you just need to move up another step. You need to move up another step. Anybody else need prayer this morning for anything? Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. I'm going to pray with you. Just step back a few. I'm going, to, I'm going to get right in front of you both there. Just stand right beside each other. There you go. Come on up a little closer. You'll get used to me in the way I. You'll get used to me in the way I do things. It's okay. Amen. Anyone else have anything you want to to, to pray about? Yeah, just come on up. Stand right here. As long as I got room to walk in front of you here. Amen. Anybody else? Hallelujah. What a wonderful thing to do to be able to agree with these people for their need today. God is interested in your needs. He really is. He really is. And at one point or another, we, we all have some kind of need. We all do. And, and, and we need to remember that as God has blessed us, we need to remember others may not have some of those needs met. That's where you and I come along. That's where we come in. Not, all, not only uh, financially, but I mean spiritually. Man, there ain't nothing like having somebody pray for you that believes. I mean, if you're not going to believe and agree with me what I'm praying about, then you don't need to come and pray with me. Because I want somebody that can touch heaven. I want to touch somebody that can get a hold of the throne room. Glory to God. So you all be in agreement with us if you would. Honey, what can I pray with you about? Um, I have a kid problem, a kid disease, they say. So I just want to pray to God will help me. A kidney disease. Okay, y'all, uh, let me get that oil bottle here. Hallelujah. Yeah, there it is. Now the Bible says to call for the elders of the church and pray over them in prayer of faith. So if you... If you, I don't know who the elders are in this church. So if you consider yourself an elder, then I want you to come up here and pray with me. That's, that's uh, deacons, ministers, uh, ordained ministers. Uh, and you know what? That's only one way to pray. The Bible says believers can pray. Amen. This is just one way, Let, uh, anointing with oil. So we're going to pray with her first. And I want you guys, they said you had some kind of kidney infection. So we're going, to, we're going to believe God to touch that kidney infection. That infection leaves her. I believe God can do that. You believe that? You believe Jesus is your healer? Yeah, he's healed me about ten times. Uh, you know what? Well, uh, uh, he's used to coming to your house then. <laughs> And he knows what you need. But what he recognizes most of all is your heart. He knows you believe. He knows you believe. So we're going to just anoint you with oil there, Brother George. Come on up here, Barb. Amen. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak to those kidneys right now in the name of Jesus. Disease, whatever it is that's causing her to have a sickness.
We thank you that you are the healer. You are the healer, and we call her well. In the name. In the name. In the name. We speak healing over her right now. In the name. It's above every name. Call her well. Jesus, In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you. 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 Thank you.